0: It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the High Oaks Podcast. Jack, I I feel like we say this every week, but I am now at the point where I, I think as much as i wanted matt klintak gone and and we anyone who has ever listened to this podcast knows how badly we wanted matt klintak gone the the sleep that we lost over matt klintak being gone Mm -hmm. i have officially reached the point where i want andy mcphail gone way more than i ever want i would take matt klintak back if it meant andy mcphail being gone and don't you know? I don't want anyone. I don't want Matt Glentag back. But Jack, get this guy away from our team now. It is the most imperative thing facing this franchise. It might be even more important than who they hire to replace him. Like, just get him away. How are you?
1: I absolutely hate him. I just <laughs> hate him, and like. Dear, like John, for the love of God, like I'm just begging you, pl- like I put a uh, listen, I put up a poll yesterday on my Twitter account, uh, Mr. Middleton. Um, and I, if you want to go check it out, you can. I know you're, uh, I know you're quickly influenced by Twitter polls. Uh, I know it's why you signed uh, Bryce Harper, <laughs> Manny Machado, correct decision. I know this is something that you are deeply passionate about, and um, something that you you really value the 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 people that. You know, a root for your baseball team on a weekend, week out basis, and I know that you listen to the podcast. But if you go check out my Twitter account, and I'm sure you have a burner that is monitoring my Twitter account, because <laughs> why wouldn't you? I mean, uh, name someone, that, name someone that is more critical, more real, more talkative about the Phillies than me, and you won't find him. John, go look at the Twitter poll that I put up two days ago, and I simply asked, who would you rather have the ear of John Middleton, me, or Andy McPhail? And after 2,500 votes, not exactly a small sample size, 91% said me over Andy McPhail. And listen, I'm not going to parade around and say that's some kind of massive win. I just think that's something that you should consider when you're taking advice from a freaking dinosaur. Like, how about you just let him go, you know, send him off to pasture. And like this whole BS about, oh, you know... John Middleton really wants Andy McPhail to just step out of the way. You are the freaking owner. If you want him to get out of the way, then move him out of the way. Move him out of the way. So, uh, listen, James, I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate it here. I love this podcast. I love the Phillies. I love the high hopes uh family that we have kind of created here in our in our listenership and I can't believe people tune in every week to hear us just complain about this baseball team and I know this podcast was founded on hopes and the Phillies are a sleeping giant and like finding the positive in a baseball team that has had a lot of negatives but James and I just can't we can't lie to you. We've said that a thousand times. We and we can't, we can't try to spin this as something positive. Like we just can't. And I know that people don't want to listen to negative podcasts. And we try to make it fun, and I think we do make it fun. But when we're talking about this freaking baseball team, we can't make this fun. I mean, we can't. We can't make this. We can't make this positive. We'll make it fun. But I can't make this happy. I'm not happy. I'm sad every day I wake up. James, how are you?
0: Yeah, that's what I said to to you today. I was like, I know that I will enjoy talking to you and I will have fun talking to you, but I don't want to talk about this team. Like, I'd rather talk to you about movies or whatever, anything, science. I'd rather butcher science with you than talk about this team. And it's so depressing. I mean, like, and then, you know, we've got John Middleton here doing what he's doing, and then you see Steve Cohen give his press conference in New York. Steve Cohen, who comes in and within two hours of being there, has fired the entire front office. It's just like, all of you, get out. Mania out. Brody, out. Like, just leave. Like, and and Middleton couldn't even fire Matt Clentag, much less Andy McPhail, who it seems is way worse. I mean, recommending Jim Hendry, Jack. I mean, we were down this road before when the, those rumors came out, and we did the you know Jim Hendry, Ned Coletti, Dave Dombrowski thing, and look, I don't think they're gonna hire Jim Hendry, but just the idea that the dude who has the ear of the owner is saying hire Jim Hendry, and like that's what your your point there is what what is most important is that like we will not lie to the High hopes listeners, and if we came on here and just made it seem like oh it'll be fine, we got Bryce Harper, like that we'll be lying, like I would be lying to your i was gonna say faces but earbuds ear holes i guess like and and bryce harper man like bryce harper i feel devastated for this dude like this dude got grifted this dude got conned bryce harper got conned john middleton hold the wool over his eyes, and said, oh, I'm a big boy. I'm gonna spend money. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to win. BS, like BS, flat out BS. It is proven to be BS. They are not spending money. They are going to pinch pennies because of this whole thing that's going on while Steve Cohen's coming in there and saying, all right, let's throw some money around. Let's sign the top guys. Let's interview the top guys. Oh, and again, how about the Angels hiring a GM today? uprooting in the middle of pandemic like how sad is it Jack that every single person on Phillies Twitter tweeted well I guess someone can uproot in the middle of pandemic or some version of that when that happened like that's where we're at but Buster wrote a piece today where other teams around the league are calling the Phillies small-minded that is a quote about the Phillies Jack it is a peril they are in peril right now Jack
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they are. They are. They
0: I mean all right, all right, how about this? Are they f- are they five of five? Are they five would you if you could pick to be any of the teams in the NL East, are they the fifth pick? Yeah. Of course yeah. they're the fifth pick. Oh, yeah. re- what is and, that, and, man? and they're and they're and
1: they're the worst part is that they're a laughing stock. They're they've become a laughing stocker in their own city. John Milton's become a soundboard. Um, like even every national baseball writer out there is using uprooting during a pandemic as like a shot at the Phillies. Like everyone is just taking a shot at the Phillies and no one can figure out why they're just, why they're doing this. I mean, why are they just sitting it out? Why are they not? Like, no one can, how do, no one can figure it out. No one can figure it out. I mean, I I think I have it figured out. I mean. Yeah.
0: I mean, look, Theo's the only like, let's put it this way. Theo, again, if there is any shred of, you know, ability or competency in that front office and ownership group right now, then it's Theo. Like, that's the the only logical thing that makes sense. But, like, why should we think that the logical makes sense? Like, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. They haven't made any sense this off season. I mean, again, like, read that Buster only piece. Let me hear. Let me just read you this, this one little paragraph from it. And yeah, because not all of us
1: have ESPN Insider yes, okay. like me. Here,
0: this is kind of the hammer paragraph from Buster. Okay, he said, um, The Phillies need a plan. For the future and for now, because the Braves are getting better, the Mets may be dramatically better, perhaps adding the likes of George Springer and Trevor Bauer. The Nationals will be better in 2021. And by the way, won a World Series, doesn't say that. but And the Marlins have a lot of talent. Here's the, the hammer here. He goes, that the Phillies have dallied about their front office leadership is a source of enormous confusion around the sport, because whatever salary is required for the next head honcho in baseball Uh, in baseball operations is an infinitesimal fraction of what's at stake financially for the franchise in picking the right players at the right prices in result in the resulting revenues. It's quote unquote, small minded. One executive said, I mean, that's embarrassing, man. Like they are saying John Middleton is a disaster right now. That is what that, that paragraph says. John Middleton is a disaster.
1: The quick question Not to fully sidebar here, but what what does infinitesimal mean?
0: (laughs) Infinitesimal means the smallest, tiniest, little amount.
1: I mean, listen... It's it's a nice choice of words by Buster. Uh, it's I think it's trying to. I mean, I, I guess he did go to Vanderbilt, right? And I guess I mean, it's he, a good word, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a good word. Obviously. It's a good word, but, good, but good, like you we know? could say we could say fraction of or small or yeah, you don't have to yeah, say. But in.
0: he's trying to hammer home. It's not just a fraction. It is the smallest, littlest fraction. Of.
1: I, I get it, but you've you've already sorry sold the family. for
0: Buster trying to. I don't know. Infuse a little, you I, know intelligence yeah. or culture and things are trying look i'm a big fan of, of when i and i appreciate you asking jacks i'm a big fan if i don't know a word i like to look it up and see what that word is and build my mind jack
1: well that's why i asked you you know <laughs> i mean true. because because yeah. i my my biggest fear with you james is that you've been doing a lot of goo goo gaga talk with zoe and i don't want you to lose that sharp oh, brain that look you at
0: have you, oh buddy yeah Man. it's been a lot of uh It's heartfelt. Blue. That That is a a heartfelt, thoughtful thing to do, pal.
1: Hey, uh, if there's one thing, I I look out for the people that I care about, (laughs) and that's about it. Um, It's true. You do do that. Now back to something that I care about, but I hate, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, So, yeah, the whole idea of (laughs) – but honestly – honestly if their plan is Theo this if you if you just if you warp your mind right and you just if you just warp your mind to they're putting all of their eggs in the Theo basket this all makes sense you know it, it that the sitting out of of trying to really find a GM because I I do believe that they went after the big fish. You know, I I do believe that they put in a call for Neander. And unfortunately, it looks like the Neander uh, pipe dream is dead. Um, I do believe that they they put in in some effort to go after the big fish. And once they said no, you know, I don't think they want to just... Because if you're the Phillies, do you really want to bring in a GM, hire a brand new GM, let him hire his guys and then a year from now go after Theo and let him like fire the GM like what GM's going to take that job you know what i mean like like what GM's going to take the job in a year you already know the franchise is going to go after Theo like wh- I, I don't know why he w- i don't know why i don't know who would take for that job and i don't really know why you would try to sell him on that job so if you're the Phillies you already know you're behind a lot of teams this year you're behind the nationals well you're probably not behind the nationals you might be behind the nationals Yeah, you're definitely I think you are definitely behind the i think you are i mean you whatever got to I mean, you're definitely honestly, behind the Braves. One
0: Soto alone puts you behind the Nationals. And look, Mike Rizzo. I mean, Mike Rizzo is way better than what we got. Right. So what I'm saying
1: is that, like, if you put if if you look at it through that lens, and you're behind those guys, and sure, it's it's wasting a year of Bryce Harper. But if you're gonna go after a big fish like Theo Epstein, and you're gonna give him maybe some maybe a little bit of ownership stock, like, what's <laughs> what's really the point in hiring a GM? Honestly, is what I'm saying makes
0: sense at all? No, or of do course. I... Yes. It Look, I, I get it. I, I There is no sense in hiring a GM if you are going to go after Theo next year. But but there are a couple key caveats. That one is that it can't be you're going to go after Theo next year. You have to have a, a very, very, very good inclination that you are going to get Theo next year. Like you have to have... Uh, you know, I mean, I know that you can't. Maybe there are rules about talking to other executives of other teams, but like, you need to know Theo's coming here because you can't throw a year away. You can't throw a year away. Like, the point is, if 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 Theo's not going to come here, or if there's a chance Theo's not going to come here, then you need to find the best president you can now. Like, again, this all goes back to the fact that Andy McPhail's still there. Like, is just huh. is just insanity. It is pure insanity, and the fact that has the ear of him is of John Middleton is is even more insanity so look I I, I'm look we said this from the jump we said you know after Neander obviously if that wasn't gonna happen that that we would be a hundred percent okay with them getting Theo next year and waiting year to get somebody but they have to get him so I think you're taking a big risk in that sense like that is nerve-wracking you don't know what can happen in a year you don't know what team that that could be an intriguing option like decides to make a move for Theo because he's Theo so that part of it scares me and then the second part of it is the idea that okay let's let's give them the benefit of the doubt which let's acknowledge is a absurd thing to do with what they've shown us over the last you know few years and obviously this offseason stuff but like Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say the plan is Theo and they have a good idea they're going to get him. Handled it better. Like, the messaging has to be better. I mean, they are just fumbling every opportunity they have to convey their message to the fans of what they're doing of how they're handling this offseason how they're handling the future i mean they're just uh, it's a it's a bleep show jack i mean again to the the uproot the pandemic thing has become a joke across baseball and that's our team and that's our president conveying how they're handling this situation so like if they're going for the you don't don't like sell this to the fan base this way. Don't tell them like you you're making yourselves look incompetent when if you're actually going for Theo next year, like have a better plan of action about how you're gonna explain that to your fans without saying oh we're getting Theo next year. Like the the whole thing just and thus the way they've handled it just makes it so hard for me to believe that they're this strategic smart group that's gonna pluck Theo next year when he's free like. Why should I believe that? Why? John Middleton's cheap right now. Like why should I why should I believe that he's gonna pay what it takes to get Theo to, to lure Theo here, all that stuff. like I don't know. I, I agree with you that logically, if we're thinking about this logically about a, a, the Philadelphia Phillies, the organization that they are and that they should be and the, the resources that they have in terms of the television deal they have, the money at their disposal, blah, blah blah, 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 all that stuff then yeah, like the logical thought is the only reason they're not doing something this year is because Theo's going to be available next year. And that's a big fish and a new challenge for him and boom. But I just don't know that I can trust that this organization is a logical, smart, forward thinking organization that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've, I've just resigned to the fact that I'm not going to uh, accept anything else other than Theo. You know, I, yeah. I Theo bust.
0: that that's, I get. you know what? Let's do it, Jack. Now that I mean, I haven't, I, I mean, assuming like we think Neander, the angels apparently asked the raise for him and, and the race said no, and that they're not going to let him go and all that. So like assuming Neander's out, I think the official position of I hope's podcast has to be Theo or bust
1: yeah and good thing I've never had any bad things to say about Theo or well, called him overrated see, uh, or
0: yeah Theo uh, Th- Theo, uh, Theo for whenever you get here or whatever there is one member of this podcast who has not only had your back but lauded you and argued for you and thinks that your achievement winning with both the Red Sox and the Cubs is the single greatest sports achievement of my lifetime. Theo sir, just wanted to throw that out
1: there. And let me just let me just say this. If and when it does become a possibility, you like, won't find you won't find a bigger Theo guy than me. <laughs> but here's the thing, and here's the thing, and I get why you should not trust the Phillies, and I, I listen, I I totally understand why. But here's here's where I keep coming back to: the Sixers just got freaking Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, and they are just as incompetent as the Phillies. Like they just to, they fell It's asp-
0: to, a to great counter, Jack. That's a like fingers fell ass
1: they fell ass backwards into a top five coach and a top five exec, right? Like, I mean, Girardi, I guess you could say it top, was top 10, top five, wherever you want to put him managers don't matter anyway. I mean, Theo is, is still really high up there when it comes to that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, they could fall ass backwards into this and everything will be fine. I mean, it happens all the time, you know, smart teams or dumb teams become smart all of a sudden, but like Theo's the, and, 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 and another thing I come back to the Mets are going to fill their position this year. They're, not going after Theo next offseason I, I would not think so I mean they seem pretty all in on starting to build this thing get the, the get the right guy in there angels are filling their uh vacancy this offseason so there's a big market team obviously Chicago no because he's leaving Chicago um the Yankees are obviously the Yankees uh the Red Sox are there with Hyam um and, and Billy
0: Bean now yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, right, right, right. So there's not really, there's not really another home that is quote um, supposedly a big market team um, that Theo can come into, and I'm sure he, they would give up some ownership stock if need to. And I think like Theo is really what Middleton needs. I mean, Middleton needs a guy that that can kind of tell him what to do. That's been a boss. That has a track record of winning. Totally. Who's um, not Andy McPhail? Who's not Andy McPhail and is still like is Theo even fifty yet?
0: I mean, think about it. No, Theo's definitely not fifty. I don't. Yeah. I'm without looking. I, I, I would guess he's in the forty-eight range or something like that. But I, I, I he's somewhere in that range. I, but, um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's such a perfect. One. I mean, look at it. Theo's won two World Series in the last, you know, three. I guess because the second Red Sox one was his too. He's won three World Series since Andy McPhail has had a winning season. Uh, right? Well, yeah. Just please, yeah. Just yeah. please, he, Please, Theo, please so do Theo has won three World Series since a team that Andy McPhail was in charge of has had a winning season. How about that? Uh, Just, just,
1: just, if you could just not, if you could please stop discrediting the '91 Mm -hmm. Twins, um, that'd be great. And also, also, if you ask Cubs fans, and I think they would all agree with me, who meant more, the Cubs, Theo Epstein, or Andy McPhail? They'd all answer Andy McPhail. So. If you could, if you could not, or slander, Jim Hendry, right? I mean, or on. Jim Hendry, right? Jim, <laughs> how could I forget the other, the other genius? So Weird
0: old man Jim, I'm, I'm going to go with old man. Jim. By the way, for anyone who doesn't know much about Jim Hendry, take just take a quick perusal of his Wikipedia page. Um, everything about it, down to the picture of Jim Hendry, screams loser. Like it is just, it it should just say loser, Jim Hendry at the top of. The is that fair, yeah, Jack? Yeah, looks
1: like it doesn't. He just looks like a guy that like just eats a lot of red meat and doesn't yeah. move all day. He, like he, just
0: he let's let's say he does not look. What's the word I'm looking for? Impressive. Yeah, that's the word I'm
1: looking. Yeah, for. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't envision Jim Hendry walking into a, a room with uh, with uh with John Middleton knocking his socks off with how sharp he is. Honestly, James. What the hell do you think Jim Hendry did for Brian Cashman? Do you think he like got him coffee? Like he,
0: <laughs> I uh, maybe I don't even like know if Cashman they, would trust him to get the coffee right. He's a
1: special assistant to to Brian Cashman. Do you think, do you think Brian like, Cashman like, like let him nine clean years the toilets or
0: whatever? I mean, like he's been doing nothing. He's as useless around baseball. It's like you may as well like go to the your analytics department and be like, all right, who's the top guy here? All right, you're the GM. Like that would be a better hire than Jim Hendry. What are we doing? Again,
1: I'm just throwing my hat in the ring. I'm throwing we my know, hat in the ring. Know, if, if we if we, we, we need it, I'm there. I'm ready to serve. I'm willing to uproot from whatever I'm doing to be there. Um whatever it takes. Whatever it takes to to, to fix this baseball team, I will do. And John, if you hire and <laughs> if you hire Jim Hendry, I, like there's no coming back for me. You know, Honestly, like the only saving grace if they hire Jim Hendry is that Theo can f- fire him again in in one year like he did in 2011. Would, it would almost be poetic. And it, would be yeah. it would be hilarious. It would be hilarious. I
0: mean, if you hire Jim Hendry, we're a Rays podcast. Yeah, like literally. Like we're just going like, to talk about the Rays. You know, we're just going to be a baseball pod. Video. No, no. You
1: know what? You know what we're going to be? We're going to be a, a, a Phillies minor league podcast.
0: Ooh, just, a Brian Barber yeah. uh, fan stand pod
1: yeah and the driveline I guys can
0: think the, yeah oh can we just be the jason o chart stan Clark, travis harger yeah yeah i'm i look let's cling to the smart people in this organization <laughs> clearly at the top it's not that so let's cling to the smart people who are there uh, we need them desperately we yes. love you we love you guys we love you yeah and you it, are, you, me... are our, you are our life raft in this ocean of sadness at the moment <laughs> is that fair
1: official message to uh chart herger um uh brian barber his staff we value you we love and, you and we love you guys yes and and please don't please don't leave like I, yeah. please don't leave i know i know things are looking dire but uh <laughs> Man. The, 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 Look, like honestly maybe,
0: maybe Theo will be in here, guys maybe yeah you yeah know, listen don't... listen <laughs> Feels Theo's awesome
1: ca- if you if you listen to one podcast listen to this one Theo's coming in a year. Just hold, <laughs> this, just hang with us. Hang with us for one year. Theo's coming. And, I like, dude, what sucks is that, like, the, the player development guys are actually making a difference. And I know, like, people love to say, oh, the Phillies haven't developed well and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. For a long time, yes, that's right. But these guys have been here for two years. And you're you're seeing legitimate legitimate velocity gains from guys who did not have velocity. JoJo Freaking Romero is hitting ninety seven this year. Like that's because of the player development guys. Can we just keep those guys happy and keep them here? If you're gonna if you're gonna freaking tank everything else in the organization when it comes to like buying players, at least give me the at least value the smart guys. Like at least value the smart guys in this organization that are getting the most out of the the, the draft picks that you're getting them. Like just please value them. Please value them, or else you're going to lose them. Like they the, the Mets are here, and if you listen to Steve Cohen,
0: uh, he's, not, that's, he's that not was going to be the thing I get into next.
1: I know, and, and this this was probably a transition, and this will be a transition into us talking about Cohen, who is terrifying. Uh, but the most terrifying I'm so thing, the, yeah, the most terrifying thing from the Cohen press conference was that he's not going to go out and buy championships, and I, ultimately, I would love if Steve Cohen just went and tried to buy every free agent, because you're not going to win like that. He's not going to do that it. Was, the he's thing that smart. was so was so terrifying was that he's going to, I think he's going to try to build this from the ground up and be a sustainable winner. Whereas Middleton kind of just went out and, and tried to buy a, buy a championship and trade for a championship in Real Muto and Harper and then not sign Real Muto and here we are, whatever. But, like... You win by developing. You win by having a well-oiled machine of an organization. And the, what 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 hurts? And, and then what, supplementing, and then right.
0: bringing those extra guys as supplement. You know, right.
1: And the Phillies have some of the right guys down there, and I just I just don't want them to lose them to a team like the Mets, who is willing to seem well, or it seems like they're willing to to pay for top of the line development guys. It's it's just it's just. What i don't want to happen so um let, let, let's get into steve cohen because i'm excited
0: man i'm uh, well i think we texted each other like six different quotes uh from the steve cohen press conference just being like oh my god this guy this guy's a problem it's gonna suck i mean he said everything you want to hear i look i steve cohen's a smart guy uh, there's a reason he's the richest owner in all of baseball now already, you know? And again, what we said before, I mean, he came on, came in and just axed everyone. He's like, all right. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. I said ax, which is pretty funny. Uh, cause, cause he's uh, like
1: Bobby Axelrod, Bobby
0: Axelrod. Um, I only watched a couple seasons of that. It was okay. I, I liked it, but I never, I didn't like dive.
1: No, you know, Billions, Billions is just always an easy listen that, yeah, I, or easy it's, it's, easy watch that was like kind of fun, but definitely dumb. But now that the guy's owning the Mets, it terrifies me even more.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> he's he's a, he's a shark, man. Like he's a shark. This guy. Like there's a reason he's worth fourteen billion dollars, and he's smart and he knows how to run a business. And, uh, you know, I mean, like we talked about, like you, the thing you talked about last time with Middleton and and fluidity and all that stuff like this guy's got a lot of money at his disposal like ain't a problem you know it's not
1: a worry he basically called the mets a hobby man they are they are much they are that's how much money this dude has they are hobby they're a hobby to him he's
0: worth 14 billion dollars like this is this is a, a a fun game to play you know and, and he's also, like, again, everything he said about how he's going to go about his business just sounded smart. And I think that if nothing else, and this is where you credit Josh Harris, right? You made the Sixers comparison before, and yes, they fell ass-backwards into a perfect offseason. But the reason it was a perfect offseason is because Josh Harris is a venture capitalist, a guy in, in, you know who works with buying and selling businesses and all that. And, like, he just wants to... Have smart people who he can pay a lot of money to do the things he needs them to do. Like, And that's what an owner should be. They should be there to say, okay, who's the best at this? Oh, you? Daryl Moore, you're free? Oh yeah, you want 10 million here? No problem, easy. Here you go, 10 million here. Come on in, run my team. I don't have to deal with all these angry Philly fans anywhere, I'll see you guys later. I'm gonna go do my other million businesses that I have to worry about. You know, Oh, Doc Rivers, perfect, you know, venerable, uh, respected coach who I can bring in here for my, oh, you're free? Ah, oh, yeah, 10 million a year? Boom, let's roll, buddy. Like, that's the owner you want. You want the owner who is willing to, to say, all right, I'm gonna find and hire the smartest people and then I'm gonna step out of the way and let them do their thing. That is not the situation we have on either end right now, and I think that there's a really good chance that's what Steve Cohen's going to be. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Yeah, and um, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the podcast, but we never lie to the High Hopes listeners. And I tried, James. I, I tried for a couple weeks there to say, you know what? I'm not worried about Steve Cohen. You know, fans buying teams never ends well. You know, especially when they're, they're a gritty Philly guy that wrestled at Haverford School and, and grew a cigar company and he's going to get his trophy back and die trying and all that fun stuff. Like, I, I I think I have a little bit of experience with a fan of the team who buys the team and then promises that he's going to turn around and the whole city buys into it because they feel like he's one of them, you know. So, I I tried. I tried. And then I heard him talk, and I was immediately terrified. I haven't stopped thinking about Steve Cohen. I, I I can't stop thinking about Steve. There's two reasons why I can't stop thinking about Steve Cohen. One, I'm terrified, and two, I'm supremely jealous. Like I I have so never jealous. been. I've texted uh,
0: every Mets buddy I have to say I, I wish I had your owner. I oh my god! You. So I'll tr- you want to trade owners? I, I've done it every single Mets I, had I mean, he he
1: looks he he looks terrifying. Like he kind of has like a snarky like. <laughs> he just doesn't he just he just doesn't He look like a, like a star wars character you know like i don't know he's he's not a very he's he's just creepy looking to me but whatever he's a good he does have a, a weird g-
0: look but but when you hear him speak he comes off impressive he comes off smart yeah. he doesn't say the wrong things again like well except he, two- he
1: did he did he did promise a world series within three to five years look which is,
0: like- uh, which is stupid that was dumb of him and he probably got caught up in the moment but like Let's put it this way: I wouldn't bet against it. Like, they've well, got at least he's sending the right message. They've you know? got a pretty good infrastructure right now, and like, at least it wasn't some BS quote where I don't think he's going to do everything he can to bring a World Series there. Whereas our owner said, oh, "I'm going to bring the bleeping trophy back or die trying." Like, no, you're not. Like, no, you're not. You're clearly not. Like, that's that's a a, a bleeping lie. So, like, Steve Cohen, like he's like three or five years, like that that feels authentic. That feels real to me. Like this guy's like, we're winning in three to five years. Like I'm giving you a window. Like I'm putting my ass on the line right now and saying I'm winning world two, in three to five years. Like I just, he came off listening to him, watching him talk. He was just so much more impressive than our owner. Like, especially when you contrast it with that horrific horror show of a press conference that our owner gave at the end of the season. Like it just, it's like night and day it's night and day. And, and like, that's what's so, upsetting and frustrating is is i don't know how middleton competes with this guy like i really don't like he said he wants to be the steinbrenner of the south whoops the steinbrenner of new york is back there except he's smarter and shrewder like I, i'm just man i i am the steve cohen thing it was like a, just the the extra cherry on top of the fu sunday that has been this Phillies offseason so far you know with andy mcphail and middleton everyone making the the, the ice cream part underneath and you got all the JT Romito and all this other crap on top. And then all of a sudden it's just Steve Cohen, just this huge cherry dropped on top. It's a bummer, man. I, I think the Mets are a problem.
1: Yeah. And honestly, like the, the, the one, the one thing that is, is I think the, the scariest is him talking about how this is like a hobby for him. Like, oh, like owning the Mets is, He's not looking to make money off the Mets. He's already made money. He and- literally
0: said that as a quote. He's like, this is not something I'm trying to make money off of. And 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 that contrasts with what you were talking about last time, where it's like the Phillies are Middleton's source of income. Like, that's a crazy dichotomy between those two guys.
1: Yeah, I mean he still has billions, but <laughs>
0: Of course. Of yeah, course. I know. You know I what know. I mean? You know, I know what I mean? We've
1: been through we've been through the billions thing a thousand times. So whatever. It's not gonna it's clearly not going to happen this offseason. The only way the Phillies are going to get back to where they need to get back to is is really, you know, hiring Theo and, and getting us a well-run organization. I mean, again, it's a shame that they're blaming no fans and not being able to get income that way is a reason why they can't spend money on free agents this offseason. But it's like almost like I have to accept that's, you know, where we're at, but um like they they just have to become they have to become shrewd they have to develop well they have to draft they have to they have to almost (laughs) they have to operate like a small market team like that's ultimately where they have to get to you know um they have to they have to do what smart small market teams do at this point, which is draft, develop, and, and invest in that kind of stuff. And oh my God. you know, I mean, because it seems like the Mets are gonna go after the 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 big time free agents. They have and to do what it,
0: you just, Jack. You just said casually they have to do what a small market team does, I know. like I know. casually, like yeah. it wasn't even a thing.
1: I know. Yeah, excited to be here. Just excited to talk about this baseball team. <laughs> oh, they're they're man. doing everything right per usual. God, they need Theo. Like, I can't believe it's it's so me that it's going to come down to Theo. Like everything that I have. It's so funny. It's it's, yeah.
0: it's the greatest. Like I would love for because anyone could go back and listen to our spots where you and I have argued over Theo. Like the things you have said about Theo, but when he comes here and he is the again, you know, if when the miracle happens that he actually does come here, uh, it, and it happens like some of the things you said are downright treasonous of what you said about our, <laughs> our president, uh, Theo, I've seen.
1: and listen, they might be true. They might be true. <laughs> he might've, nope. he might've lost a step, might've lost a step, uh, doesn't drafted well exactly. But with Brian Barber in place, you know, maybe it's not a huge problem. um, Please. <laughs> All right. Official position of the highest podcast. Theo. Need you. Need you.
0: Need you. Please. Theo or bust. Like that's, that's it. Oh, what a Theo terrifying or proposition. Or bust. I can't, I don't know how we're here, Jack. Uh, oh, yeah, you either. know, it's funny. Jack, how, Here, how about this for a silver lining? What? 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 How, what, about what? This? how about this? I got it. I got it. I got it. Cause anyone who listens to this podcast knows that they have heard me, You say this. As many times as I've heard you say this, there is nothing I'm looking forward to more than the GM Search podcast. Well, guess what, Jack? You're getting a year of them, buddy. Can't wait. <laughs>
1: Love what Ned Rice and Co. are building over there.
0: Oh man, did you ever think when you would say that 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 this would be the scenario that we were in when we were talking about the I GM Search?
1: Absolutely did not. I absolutely <laughs> did not think that this was gonna. The the freaking predicament that we're in, but
0: oh, buddy. All right, how about how about let's talk about something else fun? Alec Boehm not Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I don't really I, care. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I, honestly, I I have I used to awards or something that when I was a kid. I really cared about. Now I legit could not care less. Like I kind of care the tiniest bit about MVP and Cy Young, but not really that much. And this year, I don't care about any of them. They're all shams. It means nothing to me. So particularly, uh, fine with you know I, I didn't really care. Devin Williams is awesome too. So. Oh, dude,
1: I as He's a nasty. As Devin Williams uh, fantasy. Owner, I like dude. seeing
0: a middle reliever win it. Like that's fun. That shows progress. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it shows that people value the smart things, like a guy that can come in and just shut down a game. You know, like our <laughs> what Sir Anthony was supposed to be 15 seasons ago. Um, that's what Devin Williams was for this Brewers team, and pretty much like, except better, except better.
0: If he didn't, if he didn't, yeah, of course. De- Devin Williams is like Andrew Miller, circa yeah. you know Cleveland twenty sixteen or whatever.
1: Um, but yeah, no. If they uh, if, if he wasn't who he was this year, I mean, they don't make the playoffs. I mean, he was a true game changer. So, um, would be like, would be nice to 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 poach someone from that front office, but you know, nevertheless, Ned Rice and Co are here. Jim Hendry is
0: just waiting in the wings. Jack. Oh, worry. Jim Hendry's
1: nothing says a progressive no, organization no, no, yeah, like it's cool. It's cool. like but hiring Jim. Jim the, the fact that it's even a thought is embarrassing. Yeah, like, the well, fact that's that, the problem. The fact that that was
0: a report, like the fact that was a real. And look, like Howard has sources like yes. the, that. That is that is real to yeah, a, a certain b- level, whether John Middleton ever truly considers it or not. We don't know, but I guarantee you, Andy McPhail floated Jim Hendry to John Middleton. Howard is not wrong about that.
1: No, I mean Howard's Howard's a guy that he'll put something out there if he if he knows, and he, he's not someone that's gonna just throw it out there and see how people react. Like he actually checks up on stuff, and he really doesn't do it much anymore. You know, he doesn't really put out reports anymore about stuff. So, I mean, this one it, it, it's definitely real and. Like the fact that it's even like that's that's what's so disappointing. That they're they're pro again probably not going to hire Jim Hendry, but the fact that it's even a thought, it's like, what the we don't we try not to curse on this podcast, but we're like what the what the hell are we doing here? Like seriously, like Jim Hendry, like who the. Who the hell is thinking of Jim Hendry in as twenty in twenty twenty baseball, where the freaking Dodgers and the Rays were just in the World Series? Who was knocking down the door for Jim Hendry, the guy who was grabbing Brian Cashman's coffee for the last eight years? Like, get out of here with this crap, man! Like, just get out of here. Just stop. Like, just stop. Just stop. You're you're absolutely killing me like it's it's not that hard to run a freaking baseball team. Like it is just not who the who in their right mind thinks in 2020 I'm going to go after Jim Hendry. Jim Hendry who sucks. Jim Hendry sucks. I mean literally he did nothing post 2002 or whatever. Like the 08 Cubs were decent, they were the worst team in baseball when Theo Epstein took over for him. We're gonna bring that guy in With how the league's trending baseball was still dumb in 2011. The sport was stupid, and we're gonna bring that guy. Like, why is that even?
0: Why is that even crossing Andy McPhail's mind? He what? was he went they, they had the highest payroll too. They why were like is the he crossing two Andy or three years and second the other year? And they were like God. Like would you baseball. just get Andy McPhail away?
1: Send him to freaking Siberia. I don't care. Get him a freaking plane ticket, a one way plane ticket. He's gonna ruin everything. He's gonna ruin everything. That's what he does. That's what he does. He ruins everything with his friends. I don't want your friends. I don't want your friends, Andy. Your friends suck just like you. They all suck. They all suck. Jim Hendry in 2020. Who is thinking of Jim Hendry? Brian Cashman doesn't even know he works for him. <laughs> like, for some reason, he's been allowed inside Yankee Stadium for eight years. Why? Why? Why, Jim Hendry? Why? Why are you recommending Jim Hendry? You're retiring in a year. Just retire now. Seriously. Seriously. You're freaking retiring in a year. Get away. Get away! Stop! 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 Stop ruining this baseball team, man. Stop! I beg of you, just get a one-way ticket to Siberia or somewhere away from this baseball team. I just... Oh my god. Uproot and move. Jim Hendry, that's your plan? Oh, sorry.
0: No, I thought I was perfect, and I agree with every word you said. Oh, buddy, maybe next week we'll just try and like do a things to be happy about pod and just talk I about think, like think, Brian no, Barber next, next, and next Jason week, O'Chart. Next
1: week, I think we should do the ideal off season podcast. Huh? Okay,
0: but like, are we are we operating under realistic?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. gonna be the realistic the like twenty twenty Phillies uh twenty twenty one Phillies. We're looking
0: still. for some shrewd Ned Rice moves. Got it. Sweet. Yeah,
1: the the under the radar Ned Rice. Steals. Oh it's gonna be
0: sweet. It's gonna be sweet. All right, what do you got to the take back, pal? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh come on, man! We didn't break out the the Lindor thing. That's definitely oh, gonna yeah, happen. Yeah,
0: because it's so not gonna <laughs> happen. That's good. Why? Why again? We we don't lie to the Cubs listeners. Why would we entertain such an absurd thing? John Morosi for the Phillies not trade. I was like, what are you what are you smoking, pal? What are you smoking? Well, maybe
1: maybe because he saw that they they uh they traded for JT Realmuto with a year left of control and then didn't resign <laughs> yeah, they're him. They're so like, like, hey. Ooh. Ooh, maybe they'll do that again. Get into
0: these idiots.
1: Um, In all seriousness, uh, I would. Abel's untouchable. Boehm's untouchable. Howard's untouchable. I would
0: trade Abel in a second for a Lindor. Not for a year of Lindor, but if I need to fill these, we're going to sign him long term. Yeah. I I here's you know what I would trade for well, a year. Yeah, of, of course,
1: if you're signing for yeah, I'm talking about if you're if you're well, just well, under well, you the assumption of one year.
0: It, it's all untouchable. We're not trading. Oh come for a on, year man, one year of Lindor What are you trading for a fun. year of Lindor for? Like, what's the point of a year if you're uh, not gonna resign him? Like, no, 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 no.
1: I'm not saying I'm not saying they're definitely not gonna resign him. I'm just saying that.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I trust it, John Middleton th- to pony up another oh, come million on, contract. Come on, you heard him.
1: You heard him. Stupid money. Stupid money.
0: He's going to spend mm.
1: stupid money. Mm. I don't know. I'm so depressed that I would take a year of Lindor, even if he's going to walk. Look, I love Lind-
0: Lindor, Lindor is one of my two favorite non phillies players in all of baseball. So, yeah, I would too. Uh, I love, I love that dude. I mean, his nickname is Happy. Like his teammates call him Happy, like because he's just always happy and smiling and stuff. So he's kind of yeah.
1: like the he's like the James Seltzer of shortstops, you know. He
0: is. I, I am as good a player as Francisco Lindor. Agree. Yes.
1: Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> so, oh, so I, I do want to talk about the. I mean, this is what I'm sure people came for, um, especially at this point in the podcast, but. Um, the the three pit, so nothing says a well functioning organization like trying to sign your pitching coaches before your next GM or president, but I know that's where this team is at. And, um, the first two names, like Dave Lundquist and Rafael Chavez, they're both internal guys. Uh, Chavez seems decently smart, but, um, you know, I don't, I think, I think the guys who have really gotten the most out of the, the guys that have come up have been more, um, the driveline guys, uh, Travis Harger and and Pat Robles, and and those guys more than it's been, you know, the pitching coaches down there. But the one guy they brought up, who Salisbury brought up, was Caleb Cotham, who is great, like legitimately good. Was with 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 Cincinnati um, last year with Kyle Body from Driveline, another Driveline guy. But uh, Bauer credits a lot of his success this year to the work that Coffin put in former major league pitcher, so at least he knows at least that stuff. I mean, to get to the major leagues is obviously an accomplishment in and of itself, um, but he seems like the perfect guy, understands the advanced stuff, and that's what I want. Like, I, you know, There's a lot of people that want to get back to the old school stuff, especially after Kapler and Chris Young and all that. I actually want to go f- more in on the analytics and uh, spin efficiencies and all fun stuff like that, and Coffin would be a really, really good hire, and I think the guys that... They have down there. I think would help uh, help get him here, um, but I think that would be, you know, a home run hire. I know it's a pitching coach, but a home run hire, and uh, I hope they do it. I really do. You know, that'll be one thing for me to get excited about is uh, is a nice Caleb Gotham hire.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, Trevor Trevor Bauer like called him out during his, his with his Cy Young like specifically said, you know, thank you to that guy. You I know, mean, that's nice. pretty. Yeah, an assistant pitching coach—you don't see that very often. So that—that that was that, uh, notable. Um, he was not. And, he was not. It the does seem he like people around baseball dig this guy. So it, right. it's interesting.
1: Right. I mean, they have a, they have a really good pitching development staff out there. Clearly, I
0: mean, clearly. I mean, what they did with Sonny Gray alone is miraculous. I mean,
1: Derek Johnson's a stud, but then he factor in body, and he factor in a um, guy like him, and it's just. I mean that's that's what you want when you're like it, listen if you're gonna not invest money in the team this year at least invest in some development guys at them. so uh, that's where I'm at with that. How far away are we from a uh, from Bryce requesting a trade?
0: Yeah, I there like I am no, so it's there. not like there. There obviously <laughs> it's not quite there yet, but like a year, like I mean,
1: if look, they don't, if, let's if, if they let's, don't,
0: let's, a year and they don't get Theo, yes, yeah, I.
1: And and honestly, I wouldn't be mad at him, you know. I am. I would.
0: I would wholeheartedly, not. I can't support him because I'm a Phillies fan. But like, I would wholeheartedly support that if I like of any player. Like, I mean, again, like what we said before, he got conned, man. Like he got conned. Like all Bryce Harper wants to do is win. Like I, that sucks. I would. I. I feel for that dude.
1: Yeah, um, I do too, and I. Honestly, it, it might be if a year from now, it might be best for both parties. You know, it might, it might be best to be like, listen, we thought that when we signed you, that we were going to be able to take this next step forward and we were closer than we were and we could facilitate players around you. But, I mean, ultimately, this might be going the ways of or going the way of a rod and the Rangers. I mean, signing this guy to a big money and then not be on a build team around him and they ship him away. And obviously, Bryce would have to agree to that. But if I think, I think if Bryce sees the writing on the wall, this team's gonna kind of go into a semi-rebuild or whatever. I I could see it being like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's it it would it might be best of, it might be best of both worlds. You know, Phillies can kind of reset and get some money off the books, and you know, try again in a couple of years. But at that point, we're a decade plus removed from making the playoffs, which is great. Um, but yeah, I. I I'm, I'm I'm starting to think about the, the Bryce requesting a trade and I wouldn't be mad at him at all.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, why waste his prime? Like, you know, if you're not going to be able to build a team around him and compete with him, like what, what's the point? Like, it's unfair to him and it's unfair to everybody. Like, and to Jack's point, like, you know, use him to build up assets get a bunch of stuff for Bryce Harper, you know, trade for some legitimate prospects. Like that would make more sense. It just is like, it would be a real tough pill to swallow. You know, it just, uh, you know, with the prospect, the idea of, of signing Bryce Harper for us, as we know, I mean, go back and listen to that. We got Bryce pod. I mean, it's just the idea of like, all right, we're, we're, we're going, man. Like this is real now. And we got, a. uh, uh, a superstar to come here and supercharge this thing and like let's roll and like to turn around so quickly after that and and blow it all up. Um, it would you know it really is disastrous. It, it's a, a a horrific job of of organizational um, you know competency and all that. But at the same time, it also for for this fan base is just a. It's sad, man. It's a kick in the junk for a fan base that has already waited nine years to make the playoffs, and you know that's tacking on a lot more time now. And and again, you know, not knowing who's in charge of it and who's running it and who's building it, like it's just uh, it's a bummer, man. It's a bad time. And final thing
1: here, not that I want <laughs> <me out> to <laughs> bum me out even more, but. Uh, can't you can't you just envision? I want I don't want to scare you or anyone listening to this podcast, but like can't you already envision Middleton at the the Jim Hendry introductory press conference saying the the sentence of uh, Jim Hendry was a Steve Bartman drop foul ball away from being <laughs> in a World Series.
0: I can't I can't do a gym entry yeah. press conference. I Come can't. on, be fine. I'm not kidding. We're taking a year off. We're we're gonna be a race yeah. pod. Yeah, race, we're taking a- or you know, we'll just be like a smart baseball pod. One episode we'll talk Rays and we'll talk to Dodgers, yeah. we'll talk the Indians. No, we'll be
1: we'll be a we'll be a fantasy baseball podcast. Oh, we'll
0: okay. I can take yeah. that.
1: Yeah, we're okay. taking the year.
0: It's so a solemn oath. John Middleton. You've heard this. <laughs> we, we keep our word. We didn't do a pod for a week plus when we didn't fire Matt Klintock and we were willing to just yeah. stop. So we're yeah. not going to go away this time because we love Diop's listeners. And it was there. people were upset when we almost went away last time. So we don't want to do that. But hope you like fancy baseball talk. You got two fancy baseball nerds talking to you right now. So we'll go deep, buddy. We'll go deep. We'll bring it. We get some and, dynasty talk going, oh, Jack. I mean, that's like a perfect uh, uh, yeah. MLB draft vehicle because we don't have to just focus on the 13th pick. We could talk about all those guys and their dynasty rankings. If they're drafted, Jack. This is like, let's go. Yeah,
1: might might have to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> but yes, I would listen. Give me Ned Rice and freaking McPhail for a year over <laughs> over injury.
0: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I I would. I, it, it, I would take Ned Rice for a year over Jim Hendry yes. a million times out of a million. Like yep. every single yep. time. Right. Every time.
1: Yep. Every time. Every time and twice on Sunday. <laughs>
0: oh, my God.
1: What a baseball team. What a baseball <laughs> team. Excited to be here. Excited right. to be here. Oh, uh,
0: pal. All right. So next week, we're doing a perfect offseason. A less fun. <laughs> it's uh, just going to be uh, a bunch of one, one year,
1: one year, $8 million deal, guys. Uh, I
0: can't. Oh, $8 million. Wow. Wow. I'm going to give out uh, you know, some one-year $1. $1. $1.3 million contracts. Let's go.
1: Big money spent on Kirby Yates on a one-year $5 million deal.
0: Yeah. Oh, you think Kirby Yates is coming that cheap? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, Robbie Ray just went for one-year $8 million, so who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Fun time. Yeah,
0: good times. All right. Uh, final thoughts? ah
1: uh, final thoughts um i can't wait for the mlb draft that's the only thing i think that i'm excited for for baseball in the next <laughs> four four months five months whatever
0: Ugh, such a bummer we'll try and have more fun next week i promise it's thanksgiving's coming up we'll figure out a way to oh you know, love good focus focus on some fun stuff and uh, we'll get there. We're going through this together. It's cathartic. It's uh, it's like a group therapy session. You know, we need this right now, and, and we'll get through it. Um, and, you know, Theo or Bust, Jack?
1: Nothing like putting all your eggs in the basket a year away from now and wasting Bryce Harper's brine. But <laughs> here we are. Here we are.
0: Very on brand. Theo or Bust. He's Fritz himself. So we'll see you later.